Did you know that yearly Medicaid renewals will start again soon? This means millions of people who were enrolled in Medicaid during the pandemic may no longer be eligible for coverage. If this may impact you, the good news is you have options. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield can help answer your questions so you can find an affordable health plan for you and your family. We want you to feel confident you're covered. Click to learn more. Policy exclusions and limitations apply. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield is the trade name of Blue Cross Blue Shield Healthcare Plan of Georgia, Inc. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, yeah. Better than this. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't do this shit. What is better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. My intro's a little rusty. You guys are going to have to stick with me. Uh, I've heard your complaints. A couple people said Joe's microphone was a little buggy, so guess what? Kicked him off the show today. Not really. Joe has a uh, schedule conflict today, so I am going to be doing something a little different on the podcast today, something that... I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate to. Uh, I'm looking forward to this kind of crossover hybrid type approach. And I'm going to be talking a little fantasy football. Now, here's the thing that you need to know about me and fantasy football. I stink because I marry myself to what I think the player can be versus the player in his situation and how involved that is, and and looking at opponents. and So the guys that are out there that do fantasy football projections and dynasty projections, I have great respect for them because that is something that's not necessarily my forte. It's not an easy thing for me to do, to uninvolve myself from the player assessment coming out of college and to look at a player for the conditions that he's in and how to quantify those things. So make no mistake, if you go out and you take these rules that I'm going to give you for 2019 rookie dynasty players that I really like, I'm going to build a little big board here. If you, if you apply these and you draft these guys and they don't pan out, I have already provided you with the disclaimer. But with that said, I thought this would be something fun to do today. Kind of look at from a uh, projection going forward, trying to ascertain who has promising prospects, not just in 2019, but also going forward. Uh, Joe will be back again tomorrow, we promise. But uh, today, we're back with a Baby Big Boards. If you're new to the podcast, Baby Big Boards is a segment that Joe and I used to do on Thursdays in which we would craft little tiny big boards on various subjects. And today's Baby Big Board is 2019 Dynasty Rookies and and guys that I like. So when I sat down to put together a list here, there were a couple players that I wanted to put on but I had to leave off. And these are, I have two just missed guys. One of those guys is Daryl Henderson. Daryl Henderson going to the Rams to play in their outside zone rushing offense is a dream come true. It is a perfect fit 
Perfect scheme fit. I like the value. They traded up, got him in the third round. He's my first rated running back. So what's not to like? Why is he not on the list? Well, glad you asked. Because Todd Gurley is still there under contract in Los Angeles. And not only is Todd Gurley under contract, Todd Gurley's probably not going to be gone for another three years. Even as they're getting ready to phase him out of being the featured ball carrier. Uh, remember, the, the Rams gave Gurley a four-year, uh, $57.5 million contract with a $21 million signing bonus and $45 million guaranteed uh, just last year. So they've, they've given him a sizable contract. Next year, Todd Gurley's cap hit is $9.2 million. Not bad for a running back, right? 2020, Todd Gurley would be 26 and his cap hit will be $17 million with $25 million in dead cap space were they to cut him. Todd's not going anywhere. You might get rid of Todd going into 2021 when he's got $8.5 million in dead cap space and a $13 million cap hit. But by and large, the Rams have locked themselves into keeping Todd Gurley in the picture for the short term. And because of that... Uh, I, I don't see Daryl Henderson getting that big of an opportunity within the next three years. He's going to be a rotational guy, and then maybe he'll step into to the featured role if they, they get rid of Todd, and they'll have a couple-year run there. And I love it. You know, It's provided they're able to keep the nucleus of the team intact. Perfect. It's going to be great, and you're going to have great success with, with Daryl Henderson, but he's not going to be a volume guy because Todd Gurley's not going anywhere. The other name on my just missed, Kyler Murray. I want to like Kyler and Cliff Kingsbury's offense. I want to like Kyler projecting him going forward. But here are the questions. Will he stay healthy? Will Cliff Kingsbury be competent enough at his job to keep his job for the long term? I don't know the answer to either one of those questions. You have to remember... Cliff Kingsbury got fired from Texas Tech like six months ago and somehow failed his way forward into a head coaching job in the NFL, which is amazing to me. But here we are, and Cliff has the perfect quarterback to run his his offense. Can he stay healthy at the NFL level? I don't know. And for those uncertainties, I couldn't justify putting... Kyler Murray in the top six. A name I could justify putting in the top six. We have our first uh, first player that made the cut. I did a top six, a baby big board, of my favorite 2019 Dynasty rookies. Nikhil Harry, wide receiver from the Arizona State University. Nikhil was a volume receiver at Arizona State. Uh, I don't foresee him being a volume receiver, at least early on, in New England. But you have to remember, they lost Gronk. They also just cut Austin Safarian Jenkins. So where's the size on the roster? It's Nikhil Harry. So if you're looking for the size target in the red zone, he may not be a volume target in the passing game in general, but a volume target in the red zone? Yeah, I think so, because that's, they, they have consistently 
looked to target size and mismatches, and then that's how New England feasts. So I think there is a short-term benefit to Nikhil Harry, and then projecting long-term, obviously, the uncertainty about what happens with Tom Brady and how long he plays, and that will impact Nikhil's value if they're unable to replace him adequately. But I think at the very least, you've got a solid starting wide receiver. And then you do have some sneaky special teams upside with Nikhil. Nikhil had success at Arizona State as a punt returner. And if you get those special teams points added on top of receiving, Nikhil, I think, has enough working for him that he's one of these dynasty players that I, that I like a lot going forward, even though there is some uncertainty that ends up putting him lower on the board. My number five favorite 2019 dynasty rookie, Hollywood Brown. I pounded this table. I pounded it. For January, February, and halfway through March, Joe talked me into, no, get a, get a, get a guy with some size. And I, I flipped, and I should have stayed on the wagon because Hollywood going to Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. Lamar doesn't throw a bad deep ball. Let's give him credit there. He actually had success at Louisville pushing the ball down the field. And then you put him in to the Baltimore offense where they are very run-heavy. They're borrowing some spread concepts. They, they took Justice Hill as a one-two punch at the mesh point that is as potent and explosive as any that I ever remember there being in the NFL between the speed of the quarterback and the speed of the back. There's some scary potential with zone read. Now, you also have to wonder Lamar's durability, to be fair, just like Kyler's durability with how often those guys are running the football. But with those kind of components in the backfield and the spread concepts, you think about where Hollywood Brown played in Oklahoma, transitioning that to Baltimore. There's going to be a lot of safeties that are preoccupied with maybe having to step down and play the run off the edge if Lamar breaks contain, if he pulls the ball. And with how frequently this team likes to run the football, Hollywood is going to get some opportunities to test guys deep. Now, durability is also a question here. Uh, Hollywood had the foot injury. He is very slight of frame. So because there's the durability question, he's a little bit lower on the baby big board here. But I really, really like the compliment of Hollywood's vertical receiving ability and his route running in general and his separation skills for a guy like Lamar, who is more of a general accuracy player, uh, but can throw a nice deep ball with the concepts that Baltimore's adopting and the rushing mentality that they took last year has the chance to really generate some explosive plays for the Baltimore Ravens. Number four, we have a tight end. And it's probably not the one you think. No offense. Really love him in both short-term and long-term as a high-end tight end at the NFL level. Why? Because both Joe Flacco and Drew Locke love their tight ends. Flacco has been at his best when he's had a tight end to throw to. You think about Dennis Pitta, right? 
Pour one out, Dennis Pitt. Poor Dennis Pitt. Todd Heap. When the Ravens and Joe Flacco have been at their best, it's been because Joe Flacco has had a reliable tight end that he can check the ball to. You think about Drew Locke. Albert O.K. has had 17 touchdown receptions from Drew Locke over the past two seasons. So there's been tight end production from both Flacco and Locke. And then you think about what Noah Fant is and what he can do and his ability to be a receiving target. Listen, I appreciate Hawkinson's uh, a better blocker. I do. But I think if you're taking into consideration the receiving component of the game and how that's what impacts fantasy football and production in the passing game, I do think Fan has a better resume there. Uh, I, I think he gives you more mismatch options. You can move him around more. I'm really excited about Noah Fant looking at him f- and projecting him forward into the NFL level. We're moving into the top half of this podcast, building a baby big board of my six most favorite 2019 Dynasty rookies. Coming in at number three, DK Metcalf, wide receiver, Seattle Seahawks. Listen, you think about what DK does best. Vertical receiver, working down the field, explosive plays, right? Now, I want you to think about Russell Wilson, his playmaking ability, his ability to extend plays within the pocket, Ability to allow receivers to create space down the field because he holds the ball longer. And Russell Wilson's downfield ability as a passer. That's an exciting mix. I I think Metcalf has not the same durability questions as Hollywood Brown. Uh, Metcalf may get dinged and banged and bumped a little bit, but I don't think he's quite as fragile because he plays so much more physical than Hollywood Brown, who's two spots lower than him on this set of rankings. I I really like the potential of Metcalf, not just within the structure of Seattle's passing offense, and a team, again, that, that does want to have some identity running the football. Right, and they want to establish the run. And you know, if you're a fantasy guy and you listen to that, you're probably ready to pull your hair out because it's it's generally considered establishing the run versus just having the threat of the run is uh, two very different things. And you don't have to do one to have the other. But Metcalf on a team that wants to have that run presence. And then Russell Wilson's special ability as a passer, I think, can really make the most of what DK Metcalf does well. He is the wide receiver run on this rankings. So we have quarterback just missed in Kyler Murray. We have three wide receivers in Nikhil Harry at six, Hollywood Brown at five, DK Metcalf at three. We have one tight end with Noah Fant at number four. Then we had Daryl Henderson just miss, and our top two spots spots go to running backs. Any guesses? You could probably guess the names. It's what order. So number two, 
Gonna leave you guys hanging here for a deep breath. Miles Sanders, Philadelphia Eagles. I think he has the best three-down back ability of any back in this year's class. And he's got a good receiving cast around him. So what does that do? The Eagles have traditionally been a team that has rotated the backs with some frequency, but some of that has been out of necessity because they've got Corey Clement, they've got Wendell Smallwood, they had Jay Ajayi, and like each one of those guys had an area that they were effective, but none of them had the effectiveness in all areas the way that you see Miles Sanders. Now, opportunity here is ripe for the picking. If the Eagles loved any one of these backs, they wouldn't have drafted one in the second round with nearly a top 50 pick. And Miles Sanders is down this board a little bit because positional value and because he only has one-year production because he was playing behind Saquon Barkley. So I think you look at Sanders... In Doug Peterson's offense, he'll get opportunities to catch the football. He will get opportunities to run, and I, I like his fit with the zone concepts that the Eagles implement a lot of in their rushing attack. And the Eagles have one of the best offensive lines in football. Sanders has day one ability, and his year three ability is through the roof. If he's able to protect the football and stay healthy, I think Sanders will slowly but surely take over that running back position for the Philadelphia Eagles offense. And regardless, you know, they got good tight ends, but they've got tight ends that can block as well. So you've got middle of the field threats. You got speedy guys like Deshaun Jackson and Nelson Aguilar who are going to be short term pieces for them. They've got downfield receivers. Uh, with Deshaun Jackson. Also, Alshon Jeffrey's ability to read and play the ball down the field is very good. Likewise with J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, the team's other second-round pick. There's stability. There's depth. All of these things are going to lead to continuity within that offense. And Sanders, I think, is going to be one of the beneficiaries of that because he is going to solidify his standing year one, year two, year three. Which leaves number one. And this just comes down to volume, folks. Josh Jacobs, running back, Oakland Raiders. Now, there may not be positional value for running backs at the NFL draft. And I understand that there are some zero running back theories in fantasy football that talk about you can find production because there's enough productive backs that if you're selective and opportunistic, you don't need to invest high in a back. But... Jacobs is going to get the volume, and he's got an old-school football coach in John Gruden who's going to want to play physical smash-mouth football. You saw that was one of the themes with every pick that they made, with the exception of uh, just one or two in this year's draft class. They took a ton of physical dudes. That's the, the team that they want to build, and that is going to include running the football. That's why this team is signing a guy like Richie Incognito, despite Richie being a total head case, because they want to punch you in the mouth. And Josh Jacobs is a running back that if he gets you in the alley, one-on-one, he is going to punch you in the mouth. Not literally, but with his pads, he's going to run you over. 
and I think they're really going to embrace that. There's a reason why Oakland made him a first-round pick. And the long-term situation here, John Gruden's locked in, guys. I mean, Gruden's not going anywhere. Gruden's on a 10-year contract. They're go- whether it's successful or not, as long as Josh Jacobs is healthy, he is going to have every opportunity in the world to be the feature back for the Oakland Raiders. And because of that continuity, that long-term situation, and that mesh with his strengths and skills, and the strengths and skills of the coach that's there and entrenched there, Josh Jacobs is my favorite 2019 rookie in Dynasty formats. Hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, Like I said, uh, fantasy football is not necessarily my greatest forte, but I do take an interest in it because at the end of the day, it's about team building and the draft itself is about fits of players and systems and fantasy football is kind of that marriage of that. And I know fantasy football is very, um, very, very popular. And since I had the opportunity without Joe today to talk about something different and unique, I thought this was as good of an opportunity as I was going to get to talk about a little bit of fantasy football, just a dabble. Don't expect too much. This was just a dabble. Hope you guys enjoyed. I'm at Grinding the Tape. Thanks for listening to the Draft Dudes Podcast. Joe will be back again tomorrow, and we will have our final episode of the week for you. Make sure you hit subscribe. Uh, Download the Himalaya app if you guys have not had the chance yet. It's a really great app. Uh, They've got custom playlists and algorithms that kind of piece together things that you'd be interested in listening to based off of what you subscribe to. And then when you get in the car, you're driving around, you could just tell your smart device, Uh, to play Draft Dudes, and it will play courtesy of the Himalaya app. So definitely download that app. Check that out. Thanks again for listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.